Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Part of me always just wants to listen to Lenny Kravitz, you know, until the guitar guitar riff is over. <laughs> just want to listen to it. Just, just get and into it. After a while, like, wait, is this the instrumental? <laughs> That's one of those songs yeah. that has like a really long post. Oh, man. And this is when the DJ would talk over I, and say, and uh, so tickets are going to go for twenty four ninety nine dollars piece out of the Cayuga County Fairgrounds. Weather coming up in 15 minutes. we got sports on the way, bottom of the hour. And oh, this is Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> I, am, I am so glad he said that because there's going to be a point, I know, at some point in the next four hours where it will come full circle to this. That, I just That's all I'm going to say, but uh, I'm so glad you pointed this out. All right. All right. So, is this the instrumental, by the way? No, yeah. no well, he's still jamming. <laughs> this is the uh, when, when you do it in karaoke. You just, just, when you just get the, and you have to, you know, you put the words in. Yeah. 
you're going to hear a lot of stuff tonight that doesn't make sense, uh, it's okay. J- just so you know. You're, I mean, last night we you got the indoctrination. You had the slide of her baby hour. Now tonight you're going to get the full, what the hell is that? Just okay. No, I can't wait. I can't wait. Just and by go. the way, is Tyshirt wear the same shirt that he wore yesterday? Uh, yes, that I believe so. That is not correct, Dan. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of correct, Dan. I, I, I wasn't sure. See, just... the other one said not lewd, but rude. This one says lewd and rude, my dude. <laughs> oh, but if I get two of those t-shirts, it's only two for 15. Oh, well, The tie-dye's oh, reversed on the other oh, one. Oh, I, I'll I get, get it. I'll get, get it. both of those. That'd be outstanding. (laughs) Uh, We have some very upset baseball players and managers to get to. But, of course, today, day one of the Open Championship, and really the big highlight or lack of a highlight comes to us courtesy of Tiger Woods. We had live... Open Championship play the last half hour of the show tonight. Going to get it again tonight on our show. How late did you stay up when you went home last night to watch? You know what? I was hoping to do. Or did you not sleep at all and you just been all the way no, through rolling? What I decided, I I made the audible. I was hoping to do till about two or three, and then I realized, you know what? If I go to bed at about one one thirty, I can get up at seven and then catch Tiger teeing off because that's when he teed off locally. So that's what I did. Called it quits at about one thirty last night and then woke up at seven. Wow. Now, I, not to get too personal, but you and your wife, do you have kids? No. Okay, yeah. If you like that, doing stuff like that, don't have kids. You're not going to be able to do that <laughs> when you have kids. Can't not happening. That's like that's like putting up a brick wall in front of your house. <laughs> like this is not happening. Oh, I could go out because I remember before kids doing that. I remember watching the Olympics, getting up in like in the middle of the night to watch the United States play hockey against Russia. And, you know, oh yeah, I could get up at three in the morning and watch, go back to sleep at six, and wake up at four in the afternoon on a Saturday. That's ah, it's not a big deal. Then you have kids, you go, oh yeah, those days are over. I, I really that's not happening. Last night I, I, I was laying there and watching the golf and i said all right is this is this worth it am i going to like am i am i am i doing this right and i think i made the correct decision <laughs> because i feel refreshed i'm ready for round two we may not have the marquee names there this weekend but yeah. but i feel good about you it. even say it like 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 an older like i'm watching the golf I'm, wa- I'm you're not watching the golf. golf. I'm watching the golf on the television. I'm doing it. Okay, watching the golf. <laughs> uh, JB Holmes is your leader. He is five under a very rough day, day one, and one of the rougher days goes to Tiger Woods, who may not be around for the weekend. After a 78 in the first round, he didn't play well. He didn't hit it well early. Didn't hit well in the middle of his round, and didn't hit it well late. Not a good day for Tiger on. The links, but up our putt, upcoming, coming down the hill. My break slightly from left to right toward the back of the green ball on the way, rolling up towards the cup, and he has missed it. That is a seven over par for Tiger Woods if he can negotiate this short one, and he has done that. And although it's not a good round, they certainly appreciate Tiger Woods here at Royal Port Rush. Sirius XM on the call. Tiger Woods is 78, his highest opening score in 21 opens, and his worst since a third round 81 all the way back in 2002 in Muirfield. But what was more, not the fact, because we've seen Tiger Woods play poorly in in majors for basically for the past 10 years Mm -hmm. outside of the Masters that we just watched. But what was really the eye-opening thing for Tiger was what he said after, because we watched his first tee shot, and he grimaced. He showed, like, whoa, Tiger's in pain teeing off here. And he said afterwards, yeah, can't hide that anymore. It's just the way it is. It's just um, father time and and some procedures I've had over the time. Just the way it's going to be. As I said, one of the reasons why I'm playing less tournaments this year is that I can hopefully prolong my career and uh, be out here for a little bit longer. 
Yeah, a real sobering statement from Tiger, who has always been, I'm coming back, I'll get it back, I'll get it back, I'll get it back. And all Tiger's fans have been, he'll get it back. You just wait till he starts dominating again. And, you know, even the fans realize, okay, Tiger's days of true dominance are over. But you could tell Tiger still believed it. When I get it back, when I get it back. When you hear him talk about his health this way, after coming back and winning a Masters that nobody saw coming, you realize that that's kind of what you're going to get from him. And I, I don't know that he has the game health-wise to be able to compete in a major outside of the Masters. Of course, he is dominated. That That is his home away from home that he plays. You know, every you play different, you know, you play in, in, in Open Championship and PGA and you play U.S. Open, you're playing these different courses that are, that are different animals and different beasts all across the country and across the world. And if you don't play enough golf, it's really hard to be able to succeed on on these courses. That yes, you're familiar with them, but if you haven't played them, if you're not playing a lot of golf, it's really really difficult. I looked at Tiger's comeback, and to what you are saying is there was always the chance. And this is what was so different, Jason, about the dominating years of, of Tiger. I mean, a lot's different, but there's always the chance that Tiger could just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You and me, we go to work, we, 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 we muscle through it, maybe we're a little cranky. If Tiger gets up on the wrong side of the bed with his back in this sport, he's done. And, and, that's, and that's just for one day of the potential four rounds. So this, this is something that could happen at any point, and this was always something that now could have popped up. This is something that Tiger Woods never had to experience before. What I just found so shocking was the realization of of today being the day. And people, I think they put so much stock into what happened in April. And I give Tiger all the credit in the world because he's fifth in the world golf ranking. So like, so to, to come back, it wasn't just a, I have my master's exemption because I'm a former champ. I'm going to play. And I just pulled a rabbit out of the hat. He was in contention at the PGA last year, really was able to grind. But with his limited schedule this year and with everything that he's still going through and he's still having problems, yeah, that's a tough sign. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Dan Beyer in for Mike. And when Tiger had that 10-year run of, boy, are we ever going to get him again, going from the U.S. Open in 2008 to what we just saw, you know, 11 years, what we just saw this past April. I I, I give him credit. I have to, obviously, because I didn't think he'd win another major. I didn't think he would play enough golf, and the players now are way better than they were his first time around. Mm -hmm. When he first dominated golf... All the great players were all coming to an end. You know, Greg Norman was old, was too old. Nick Faldo was too old. The young guys, it took a while for Phil Mickelson to become a true competitor for Tiger yeah, Woods. He's a victim of his own success, by the way, because yeah. all of those players now were fueled by Tiger's success. Right. Like, and then so, so not to interrupt, but, I mean, the Jordan Spieths and the Justin Thomases of the world all became the players that they are because of what Tiger did when they were growing up because he was the guy they looked up to. Yeah, it's it's a different era for him, but still, you're a great golfer in one era. You can still be a great golfer in another era, but way more than the scandal, his health is what people fail to realize is the number one thing that has held him back because we go, well, look at all these problems he had and he's a mess in his personal life. And that was, you know, he, he went yep. from a level of being an icon to a celebrity, which he never had to play golf again. And we'd still wonder what Tiger Woods is doing. Remember that he's, he's, he's at a Lindsey Vonn ski event with a missed tooth. And you're like, <laughs> what is happening with Tiger Woods? And for so long it was, he's just a mess. And it was, yeah, he's got physical issues, but he'll get past those. Uh, you know, knee and shoulder and back issues, they don't get better. And he was someone who completely 
you could label him as a tinkerer because he always would tinker. He had a great swing that he won his first seven or eight major, then decided, you know what? Need a new swing. Need, need, I want the mm-hmm. power swing. I want to hit the ball better. And what does that do? Puts more torque on your knee, more torque on your back. And because he is a tinkerer, that is what contributed to a lot of the, the physical ailments that he had. And you look at the problems he has right now, it's never going to get better. It's just going to be, it's like we talk about Clayton Kershaw. You're just going to get a new normal from him and it's going to be diminished potential because of where he is physically. And the same thing for Tiger Woods. You're only going to get a certain amount from him for the rest of his career. As he said, I want to prolong it now. This is not, I'm going to be a great player. It's, I want to keep coming out here and having a chance to win, which is a far cry from what he was up to. The tinkering and the desire to change when you're at the top of your game, though, made Tiger who he is. Like, if you don't have that personality, you don't have the 14 majors. You don't have the guy who, for some reason, wants to train with Navy SEALs, and that's how he ends up tearing, really, his ACL and and, and getting injured that way. If Tiger isn't that, yeah, but guy, I could stop doing that have... as a golf. If I'm a golfer and I wanna, I could not train with hey, Navy SEALs right? and still find a way to get better. It seems you know? normal to you and me, <laughs> doesn't it? Like, it, like, doesn't that make sense? But that's, like, that's who he is. That's who he was. I'll, I'll put it that. That's that's who he was. Now he can't be that guy, and now we're seeing it. It was it was telling. There were two things today that I thought Paul Azinger made a magnificent point in the coverage and saying Tiger is playing like he has one ball left in his bag. Something that all of us have done of being like, I almost I'm almost out of golf balls. I better not hit this one in the water because I've got to finish this round. And it was Well, so David true. Duvall actually played that way today. <laughs> That's a good point. And then there was a point where he hit a shot and Matt Wallace, who was in his group, hit iron off the tee and was sixty yards ahead of him. So that tells you that Tiger wasn't hitting it flush, wasn't hitting it pure, and was just trying to get around and you're not gonna do anything. I mean, there's no way you're gonna play the weekend and and I just I, I, I see the expectations of everyone. I, I think when people saw in April what he did guilty or if people want to admit it or not they thought okay Jackson reach when realistically before April happens in the Masters if we all just said okay we'll just take that one more moment of Tiger mm-hmm. I think we would all we would all be good with that but when he won the Masters we all thought oh boy here we go because the question the question wasn't even about 16 Jason it was about 18 again and about getting to 19 and now we've seen what has happened when he's played very limited golf since winning the Masters in April. Yeah, this is what you're going to get from Tiger Woods. Yeah, I never go into a tournament thinking he's going to win. Yeah. I, I used to always go in thinking sure. he's going to win. He's But now, in the past few years, it's, I never think he's going to win. Is is it? Can he be around? Can he make it interesting? That's really mm-hmm. where, 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 where I'm at with Tiger Woods. Is, is yeah. he, can he make it interesting? And most of the time he can't because he does all these things have come down. It's all a big confluence of circumstances. He's got to protect his health so he can't play a lot. You're not, you don't play your sharpest when you don't get to play a lot, which is why a course like the Masters, okay, it's the same course for 20-some-odd mm-hmm. years. Great. You know, it's not suddenly that someone's going to have an advantage over me on. But when you're changing courses like you do with all the other majors, it's and you don't play a lot, it's impossible. He never played a lot of tournaments to begin with. He was always in the, on the low end because he was always, oh, you know what? I'm going to go to Dubai and get paid $8 yeah. million and play this way. So I'm going to miss the next four PGA events. I'm not going to play in Milwaukee. I'm not going to play in the Greater Hartford Open. I'm going to miss it. He never played a lot to be with, and now he's playing even less. And as as he is older now with these physical ailments, I mean, I'm never going to think he can win a non-Masters again. Now, I'll change, because in the Met, you never know. That moment in time he had, the, he could have that moment in time next year. You know, that could happen again for the next couple of years. But on one of the other courses where it's incredibly difficult to score, I'm not thinking Tiger Woods can win. Yeah, he had, and it was a longer break between the U.S. Open. I think there were 
five tournaments. I, I, I believe that he didn't tee it up at all, at least four. And then you only had the one that he played be, played the Memorial between the PGA and the U.S. Open. So there was a lot of non-golf for Tiger Woods. But, yeah, to your point, maybe in 2020 he has a shot. Maybe in 2021 he has a shot to win one. But we can't expect it every time out. Go further than ever with a Discover It Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year. So your 35,000 miles could become 70,000 Discover It Miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at Discover dot com slash travel that is discover.com slash travel well, we got more on tiger we have we'll have a little bit on david duvall coming up as well because you know when you shoot 91 and 14 on a hole we have to spend some time on it but coming I up next if you like your baseball down dirty nasty and people cursing at each other boy do we have a couple of stories for you i love it on the way coming up next if you literally like people saying blank you to another team <laughs> We have a story for you. I love it. We got the Dodgers, got the Phillies, got the Yankees, all of it. Coming up next, Fox. I hit it so good today. Hey, it's Tiger. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, tight shirt. I I always appreciate Purple Rain. You know me, right? I always appreciate Purple. I appreciate all of it. Every song tonight needs to be from Top Gun. All right, the Top Gun Two trailer came out today. I don't know what that is. It's like Christmas for me. What is so Top we Gun? Need all the really is that like another name for it? Because I know It Part Two trailer just came no, out. Is that's that what we're talking like about? The, that, that's like saying, oh, I want to see the Junior Varsity game. No, <laughs> Top Gun Wait. Two. The trailer came out today. Tom Cruise surprised everybody with it at Comic Con. Top Gun 2, so we need music from Top Gun all so through the night. Tom need- Cruise was sitting on top of a gun? No, top that gun? was, okay, no. There were no, actually there were no guns in Top Gun. Are you sure? Yes. Then why is it called I, Top Gun? It was, it, it's a play on, okay. I do have a spoiler alert, though. Oh boy, go ahead, oh, Frostberg. Justin Bieber does fight him in the movie. Oh! oh. <laughs> now that would be pretty awesome if he had to shoot down Justin Bieber at the end. When Top- I can't believe I gotta wait a year for Top Gun 2, Dan, but I'm so excited. The trailer was awesome. I want, it was like there's going to be elements from the first Top Gun. They teased a volleyball scene. They're singing like they sang to Kelly McGill. But wait. Oh, my well, God. That's, it looks awesome. I, that's actually what I was wondering. I was, was it just, is it, it's further on in Maverick's career, right? It's 30 years have gone by, and apparently Maverick's career, he's not become like an admiral. He's still a fighter pilot. And, you know, that's, that's the movie. Obviously, yes. he's got a big mission. And the one thing in the trailer that was awesome is that, I mean, he's really in the plane when it is out there, like they show some no. stuff that's just amazing. It's no. a hologram, Jason. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. I don't know. Like, like I always say, I don't know how anybody ensures any movie Tom Cruise does because he does all these stunts, these crazy, insanely difficult and and dangerous stunts. He does them all in the Mummy on the plane. He was on the side of the plane, and he was, you know, that. I mean, you're talking about the, the biggest movie star of the past thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Go out on top of this plane, and and, and we'll just trap you to make sure. But he does this in every movie. And in the trailer today, sure enough, he's in he's in that plane in the cockpit that takes off and 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 is out and and you know fighting whatever enemy he is fighting. This is what I find so interesting about. I'll just use in air quotes reboots, if you will. Like when you try to redo Footloose, everybody's like, "This is trash. Don't redo Footloose." But 
if you do Top Gun 30 years later, everyone is woohoo! Let's let's do this. Like, I, I think directors and producers need to realize that like, if you advance it, and it's like with TV shows now, nobody can come up with a new idea, and TV is not like it once was. So like, well, let's just redo old shows. What shows was done in England back. really successful a few years ago? Do we have any game shows from Japan we want to redo? No, but the thing about Tom Cruise is that he doesn't do terrible movies. Like, he's got a, a, an, a level of. I'm not going to just do anything. Like, many stars can do crappy-ass movies. You go, oh, my God. Now, is every movie he does great? No, but he doesn't do anything that you're like, oh, my God, what an awful piece of crap that was Tom Cruise did. He doesn't do it. So it's when he does something, it's, all right, you go in thinking. It's like the I go in to golf thinking, ah, maybe Tiger Woods can hang around. I go to a Tom Cruise movie thinking, this is going to be great, especially Top Gun, which is the movie of my childhood. Is he going after Leah Remini and Mike Rinder in this? I do- uh- <laughs> Does Goose that's, come that's, back? I know that. No, I only no. know like one percent. Don't spoil what happened to Goose, in case people don't know. Oh, he dies. Why? No. Well, he, he died in the first one. It was yeah. It was, but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he actually flies, and Goose's son is his real in in Top oh, Gun. Of course. Two. I think it's Miles Teller. I believe plays it. Jennifer Connelly is his love interest. I mean, Tom Cruise. It's Miles Finch. It's Miles Finch. Come on, one more time. Say it one more time. Does Santa know you left the workshop? Uh, so yeah. So all all uh, Top Gun songs tonight. Tight shirt. We need uh, uh, Lead Me On. We need yeah. You Lost That Love and Feeling. Yeah. We need Great Balls of Fire. Okay. We need the top. You lost Ty shirt at top. (laughs) In fact, all of us are going to recreate the the volleyball scene from the first one tonight. We're all going to be. We're all going to have our shirts off. Okay. At some point later on in the show. Okay, I'm following you now. All right, we're all going to do that, except one of us, because you know Goose doesn't have his shirt off in the in the volleyball well, that'll be scene. Me, so that, there, there's no shirt coming off tonight. No, we're, we're going to no, we're, we're going to draw straws. Who gets to be Goose? That's where we're, all of us. All of us going to have our shirts. I off will Hector Neris you if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's top. We'll do that when the movie comes out. How about that? You got, you got time to get the six pack of abs coming in. When the movie comes out, we'll have Top Gun night, and we'll all not wear shirts. Good, because Harmon will be sitting here. That- <laughs> oh, now speaking of Hector Neris, this is one of the great moments of the day in Major League Baseball. We have players, we have managers, absolutely losing it. The Phillies come from behind to beat the Dodgers today. Hector Neris, who has had his difficulties with the Dodgers the past couple of years, closes out the game with a save. What it's about, what he did following the final out that has everybody talking. Swing and a high fly ball right center field. It's playable. Harper in the alley. Kingery is there. They're both calling. Harper makes the catch, and the ball game is over. The Phillies hang on, and they beat the Dodgers 7-6 to as they earn a split of the series. And now maybe some words being exchanged between the two as Justin Turner with a real slow walk back to the dugout and some of the Dodgers still out on the field watching the Phillies. What are they looking at? Uh, yeah, there was no maybe about it. Hector Neris gets the final out, turns to the Dodgers dugout and yells, blank you to everybody with a full hip thrust. Now the, the, with the, a, hey, blank you, hey! I think the hip thrust was towards the outfield. I don't think that that was towards the dugout. I do think that the verbiage was towards the dugout. I would say say that portion of it. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, I think everything he was doing had the Dodgers in mind. It's not like, okay, you get a blank you and hey, you get a hip thrust. No, I don't, I don't think that works out that way. The what, what would make me mad, and I know there's a lot of different reasons why the Dodgers are mad, but that there's no game tomorrow. But like there's there's if there was a game tomorrow, all right, okay, all right, 
we'll see the Phillies then. This end of the series. Yeah. So if you're going to go and sit there and do that after a split, as we heard in the highlight, but to not get a chance at them again the next day, yeah, I, I'd be a little annoyed. Well, they, they don't play again the rest of the season, and it's almost like the Phillies marked this series against the Dodgers as, we have to start showing how good we are. And it was emotional. It was a long series. You know, they played late last night because mm-hmm. of the rain, and they came back and played again today. Uh, you know, at 12 o'clock was, was, was game time. And it was, it was one of those, hey, we treated this like it was the World Series. Like, the Phillies came into this and, and absolutely were saying, hey, this was our World Series. And the Dodgers were, you know what, we're 14 games up in the West. We're just, okay, great. That's great for you guys. You think it's that, that's awesome. You, you want to have that rivalry, that's great. But, you, but that's, that's, the, that's what this series was. It was the Phillies treating this like, this is the great, this is what we need. This is going to get us to the next round of the playoffs. Meanwhile, all it does is hopefully wake them up a little bit. But for the Dodgers, it's, okay, we're done. We split. We're on the road. Now we're going someplace else. All right, that's great. Maybe we'll see you in the fall. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I know we'll be there. I don't know if you'll be there, but maybe we'll see you again in the fall, and we'll put that away. Yeah, your point about the short night, the Dodgers had, what, three hours to sleep because you had to pack. You probably had your stuff in your hotel room. You thought, I'll just do that when we get back from the night game, and I'll get everything ready, and and, and then we'll be able to move on. But I got souvenir yeah. shopping I want to do. <laughs> yes. I, I gotta yeah. yeah. I got to pack. And, and now you're like, geez, I, just, I got to pack while I've got the Open Championship on overnight. <laughs> So they only had like three hours of sleep. Because <laughs> I got to watch golf. Yeah. Gotta, uh, Seriously. Here's Dave Roberts, Dodgers manager, saying, hey, you know what? Listen, we played the game the right way this series. We played this game, this series the right way, played it straight. And so to look in our dugout and to taunt in any way, um, I think it's uh, unacceptable. To look in our dugout, you know, I think that exceeds the emotion. Look in your own dugout. So I think our guys took it personal, which I, 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 I took it personal. Max Muncy had the best quote following the game saying, what, Harris, uh, Neris has blown eight saves against us the past two years, so he got one today. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, really, that that's the yeah. difference in teams going, hey, this is such a big deal for us. Yeah, that's nice. I'm, I'm sorry. What's your name? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, you know what? It was, what was, it was in, uh, you know, did you ever see Endgame? Avengers, no. You see Endgame? No. Oh. Well, in Endgame, okay. Spoiler alert. All right, so let me, Spoiler alert. So in, in Infinity War, okay, Vision and Scarlet Witch are together. Thanos kills Vision to get one of the Infinity Stones, right? And so, I mean, that's it. They're together, and, and he kills Vision, and he just rips that right out of his head. And so, in Infinity War, she comes up to him. You know, now she has to fight and try to and 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 try to you know turn time back and maybe bring everybody who died back. And she says to him, "You took everything from me." And she starts throwing all her spells at him. And Thanos goes, "I don't even know who you are." It's like Thanos is the Dodgers, and the you took everything from. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't know. Okay, great. What, whatever you say, that's great. I'm surprised the Dodgers didn't know who he was, though, considering he probably had to turn around a lot watching the balls leave the stadium. <laughs> well, that's Naris. I can games. see the I see yeah. the back of his jersey, yeah. Naris. I see it right it's, there. It's <laughs> something Naris. He keeps on turning around when Cody Bellinger. Bats and Jock Peterson and Justin Turner. Oh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Dan at Dan Beyer on Fox, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Dan in for Mike. If you thought that was great, well, wait till we tell you what happened with Aaron Boone, Yankees manager, earlier today when he got tossed in game one of a doubleheader. And you know, the funny thing is, Brooks Kepka is in third place, not even playing with clubs this week. He's just using his hand <laughs> to hit the ball, and it's, it's, uh, yeah, look, he's still good enough for third right they now. They look like toothpicks in his hand. They really do. It's amazing. <laughs> So, it was a fun few minutes we spent there talking about Dave Roberts, the Dodgers, and the Phillies. 
But that's got nothing on what's going on tonight in New York. Doubleheader between the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. Game one of the doubleheader, Aaron Boone gets thrown out in the second inning for an absolute screaming match with the home plate umpire, Brennan Miller, who was just called up from the International League. He's only done like five games behind the plate. Boone was not happy with his balls and strikes, and it all came to a head after this at-bat in the second inning of the first game. Gardner takes a call, strike three. Didn't like the call, says so, to Brennan Miller. Yeah, Brennan Miller's hearing it from both benches. He just turned around before and was talking to people in the, the Rays bench. Yeah, he's having a tough afternoon. And now they're banging each other. Well, okay, that was absolutely edited together, <laughs> just so you know, that was edited bit. together. So at this point, after the second at-bat, he was unhappy with balls and strikes. Aaron Boone starts screaming out at Brennan Miller, and Brennan Miller yells back at him, I heard you, Aaron, I heard you. And he's yelling at him, you're terrible, because the the mic's on the field, because it's, you know, it's game one of a doubleheader, sure. there's nobody in the ballpark, you can kind of hear what Aaron Boone is saying. He's saying, you're terrible, you're terrible. And the ups, I hear you, Aaron, I, I hear you, I hear you. And then Aaron Boone said one thing too many, and he gets thrown out by Miller. Aaron Boone comes running out of the dugout, and you can hear the audio enough to know exactly what he said, which is awesome because normally you never get to really say yeah. or hear anything that a, a manager actually says to an umpire, right? But last year when the whole audio surfaced for Terry Collins screaming at the home plate umpire after Noah Syndergaard threw a Chase Utley a couple of years ago, got thrown out of the game, and it was a whole oh, we're in the our asses in the jackpot, Terry, and Major League Baseball is really mad that that got out. Yeah. But microphones caught Boone's yelling about the pitch. And here's what he said to Miller when he came out of the dugout to argue after he was thrown out. He yells, my guys are blanking savages in that blanking box, right? And you're having a piece of blank start to this game. I feel bad for you, but blanking get better. Our That pitcher is pretty good. Our hitters are bleeping savages, but you tighten it up right now. And then he walks off and you know he's thrown out of the game. And I, you know, I thought, oh my God, I mean, to hear him yelling like that at him, Lighten that blank oh up goodness. right now. I mean, he yells at him and gets so mad, but then at the end, just has advice for him. You know, listen, I know you're a rookie up for the United, so tighten it up, all right? Tighten it up. Yeah, I know you threw me out, but you tighten it up. It's a very odd rant by Aaron Boone that goes from incredibly insulting to, at the end, I'm still mad, but I'm going to give you advice. I was shocked that they were calling each other by their first names, because I would have yeah. called them other names that we probably would have had to bleep out if we were editing the sound, or you would have had to bleep out if you were reading it, because because I, th- that's what was so, so shocking to me was to hear Aaron Boone say, hey, Brennan, to hear when he ended up booting Aaron Boone. All right, that's it, Aaron. You're gone. So it was it was respect, but it was all right. It, and I had no idea what goes on in, in these arguments. I would have thought like, you know, your strike zone stinks. You got to be called blah, blah, blah. But to have that and then use the intimidation factor. And on the video, he, he takes his fingers and he points yeah, to him right, right at his face. But you got to tighten this yeah. blank up right now. Man, that's that is the stuff. <laughs> that's the stuff that baseball needs. Like we we take NFL films for granted because of how great it's been for so long. But to have that sort of access, oh man, that was good stuff. That's what Boone's second greatest highlight as a Yankee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the home run. Yep, and, and this now right this. Here. Yeah, I mean, all that was missing was him like flicking a cigarette at him <laughs> as he walked off the field. <laughs> 
Oh man! I mean, so that good. was Aaron bleeping boom. As Aaron, that was some kind of rant to go and say, "My guys are blanking savages in that box." You know, that's going to become the T-shirt, right? That the Yankees wear the rest of the way. Someone's going to create. That's going to be my guys are blanking savages with the Yankee logo, and someone's going. to, Oh, patent pending, patent pending on that. So hopefully, Aaron Boone gets a piece of that uh, pie. I love the two of. He's a good pitcher. Yeah, of just yeah, of, it's nice. yeah, 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 of being like I recognize the moment. I know what's going on here, but here's the issue. Like you've you got to do better. Yeah, I thought it was so revealing and so great and just entertaining because he he not only gets mad like normally. If you say, what is a manager yelling when he gets out there? All right, if you're thrown out of a game, you're just letting all your frustrations out, and you're saying, blank this, blank this, blank this. Obviously, when you watch it on TV, you know, I grew up in the Vin Scully generation of, he says, I put fertilizer on my lawn. He says, fertilizer? That fertilizer you put on is no good. My fertilizer's better. Yeah. But And I'm just thinking guys are losing their mind. Yeah, and they're blank, 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 blank. Yeah. But here's Aaron Boone tossed, and as mad as he is, he's also... I don't want to say possesses enough wits, but he's also calm enough to get this message out. Hey, this guy's a good pitcher, but I'm still mad as hell at you. And then at the end, you got to tighten this up. And I know I'm thrown out of the game and I'm leaving, but I want you to change. And instead of just saying, Blake, you, you suck, Blake, you meant, and I'm walking out and everybody's cheering for you. It was a, he was like in control with an angle that he wanted to get out there when he went out to yell. And that, that's really interesting. Do you think Aaron Boone just had work to get caught up on and knew they had a doubleheader, so he just needed to, all right, let me catch up on this before game two tonight so I'll get thrown out and work on that. I'll Yeah, yeah, went out yeah, to, but, uh, grabbed the button. You know, he's like, it's going to be a long night. But uh, you, yeah. you know it's that kind because, you know, he's wearing a hoodie in the dugout. And, you yeah. know, it's how, how long are you? That's like, yeah, I'm here for a few minutes and I'm, yeah. then I'm taking off. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. I got my hoodie, so I'm, yeah, then I'm taking off. Right, good. I, I got some stuff going on. And then I'll be back for game two. This is a long day for me, all right? Oh, you know, we, had, we have all kinds of injuries, and we're like 20 games up in the division. So uh, something, hey, everybody's going to love it. It's a nice summer day thing. We'll talk about it for a while, but yeah, I'm going to go get a nap in the back. Oh, good catch. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Dan at Dan Byer on Fox. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. Dan in for Mike. Coming up next, some big-time surprises as the odds on who's going to win MVP in the NFL came out today. And there's some shockers at the top of the list. I mean, Sam Darnold is way too low. But there are some shockers at the top of the list. We'll break it down for you coming up next right here on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whenever it's a Dan Byer night, you know we're going to play the feud. Yeah, let's get the Fox family together. Jason Smith, Justin Frostberg, Alex Teicher, and Steve DeSager making up the Fox family with the top 11 answers on the board tonight. Last night, yeah, uh, left quite a bit to be desired. Uh, We got 2 of 10, and then the game was over. Hopefully, we could redeem ourselves. Three strikes available and a pass. If you don't know the answer, you can use the pass, but then no one else can use it. Big well, A, you got something to say? Yeah, if Jason plays, we're going to lose again. No, I mean, I'm hey, not last sure night about I that. tried to say, let me see if I can know the the baseball teams that share with an MLS team. Hey, Sorry, at I least was trying Jason to do had something. the platinum sombrero going for himself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Only had two answers. It's redemption night here on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Top 11 answers on the board. I want to know the worst Major League Baseball teams in history. So the 11 Matt. teams <laughs> that have the worst <laughs> winning percentage 
active teams, obviously. Of the 30 teams, which 11 have the worst record amongst them? Do I get to start? Go ahead, Jason. You are first up. The Mets. You're lucky because (laughs) this was going to be top eight answers on the board. Okay. But I'm like, well, I got to include the Mets. Show me Mets. All right. There we go. Very good. All right. A winning percentage of 480 in their history. Over to Justin Frostberg. Well, since Harmon's not here, give me the White Sox. (laughs) Oh, the Chicago White Sox. Show me the Southsiders. Really? Whoa. What? <laughs> Heck, they've got a World Series within the last, what, 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. That, and then that, in 1919. Yeah. <laughs> May not have helped other teams. Uh-oh, Big A is already talking to himself. Alex Tyshirt, you are up. One strike on the board. Ooh. Go Mets, Tyshirt. Uh, <laughs> I think somebody used that one, though. Who was the team last night that almost got the new head? It was Padres, right? Show me Padres. There it is. All right. Who was the team that almost got the no hitter? (laughs) By the way, number one answer. Really? The worst team in baseball history right now are the Padres with a winning percentage of 461. Over to Steve DeSager. He stole mine. Uh, So I'll go with the team with the longest playoff drought, Seattle. Oh, the Seattle Mariners. Show me the M's. There they yeah. are. Winning percentage of 473. Back around to Jason Smith. Don't mess it up, Jay. Ooh, all right. I know we're hot right now. I'm going to say the Tampa Bay Rays. They stunk for a long, long time. Yes, is they it did. enough to make them on the list? All sure right. Enough. Third, 469 is their right. winning percentage. Again, the top 11 answers on the board. The teams with the worst winning percentage in Major League Baseball history. Over to Justin Frostberg. Give me the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, maybe as of late, but we are family. A lot of success. Show me the Pirates. What? Yeah, no, no dice. Justin, both strikes so far. Over to Alex Tyshirt. By the way, the pass was put in the game strictly for Alex. Okay, so it, <laughs> so does that mean I can still use Gronkowski. it? You, you can you can Gronkowski. use it if, if you would like. Mm, how many more do we have to guess still? Well, you have two strikes on the board, so the right. next one is wrong. You've got four correct: Padres, Rays, Mariners, and Oof, Mets. And we still there got eleven seven, to go. There seven oh more man, answers. let me get a, seven more. Let me get the hard ones out of the way. I'll use the pass. All right. <laughs> their their middle pass. name. Their middle name is. Win, but it's the Minnesota Twins oh. who are on this list. Oh, they right. share the winning percentage with the Mets at 480. Over to Steve DeSager. Um, never won the World Series, so Texas? Show me Texas, Mr. Yes, oh, Mr. Tyshirt. Wow. There it is. Rangers, 478 is their winning percentage. Back around to Jason Smith. All right, I have a couple I'm thinking of. Jason, go Mets. I, I did the Mets. But the Mets. I think they're on there again. Oh, up there again. Uh, because the teams I want have both won the World Series, but they've been so god-awful. I'm going to say the Marlins. Show me the fish. Yeah. yeah. All right. Second worst winning percentage, 466. Over to Justin Frostberg. That's How many are left, Dan? Four left. Dodgers. Well, it was a movie. Give me the Cleveland Indians. All right. For Ooh. his own sombrero that could end the game or to keep it alive, show me the tribe. Uh, oh! oh, Frostberg got all of them wrong. Oh, Frost, you killed us tonight. Well, I couldn't say the Dodgers. Please. You got the sombrero. Dan I sure did. Cincinnati? How many, how many oh. were we missing? Hang on. How many were four, missing? Four more. All right. Uh, the, the two I had in mind that I was going to go with next were Blue Jays. 
Nope. Cincinnati? Rockies. Royals? Rockies were there. Ooh. Tigers have got to be on there, right? Phillies. Uh. Tigers? Orioles. And my Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, yes. there we yes. go. Oh, there loving the feud. Loving the feud right there. Dan uh, Byer. Right. Especially because I did better tonight than I did yesterday. <laughs> you did very well. <laughs> If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.